Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, it's the Friday News Roundup. I'm with CityCast Francesca DeBecco and Elizabeth Kama talking about pigeons, penguins, and election shenanigans. It's Friday, October 28th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh. Happy Hello Weekend. I'm celebrating with newsletter editor Francesca DeBecco. Hello, Francesca. Hey, Morgan. What are you dressing up as this weekend? Uh, I'm going to try to put together a last minute costume. Uh, my partner and I, I think, are going to go as Mr. Rogers and Mr. McFeely. I, I want to be Mr. McFeely. <laughs> That's really cute. And <laughs> audio producer Elizabeth Kama. Hello. Hi. What are you dressing up as this weekend? I am very boring. I always dress up as the knight for Halloween, uh, for Halloween, where I just like put on like a star necklace and a black dress, and I'm like, ha ha ha! I am the knight. Simple and to the point. Or you could be midnights. Yeah, I could be midnights. midnights. Yeah, I always have a friend go with me who dresses in yellow and is the day, and that's always fun. There you go. What are you gonna be? Morgan? That's fun. I am going to be uh, this picture of Troy Polamalu watching. <laughs> yes. he, he he does this thing where he goes to the movie theaters and he watches a movie and he takes a picture outside the movie with his thumbs up. And it's pure and um, I respect wholesome. it. It's wholesome and that's what I'm going to be. <laughs> and it's that. simple. Uh, we also have the Steelers game coming up this weekend. They play in the city across the way from us, our Philly fam. <laughs> uh, they play the Eagles on Sunday. A majestic bird, a symbol of freedom, our nation's bird. Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we have a lot of Eagles here in southwestern Pennsylvania. People are going to be like, Morgan, where are you getting out with this? Why are you, uh, why, why are you, uh, why am I obsessing propping, over propping birds? up the Eagles? <laughs> yeah. Why are you supporting our rival? Uh, well, too much positive language around Philly. Not supporting, not supporting <laughs> those birds, but supporting our actual natural habitat, our natural <laughs> bird ecosystem that we have here in southwestern Pennsylvania. Um, we also have pigeons, though. Not as majestic, but they are, you know, tough old birds. I love pigeons. Do you really? I I, I appreciate them. You respect the, pigeons. You revere I pigeons. Respect pigeons. I don't think I've ever met anyone say that statement, Elizabeth. <laughs> I, I just enjoy them. I think that they are good, you know, sky rats. <laughs> sky rats. I think, you know what? I think like... I thought that, too. Before, I thought that they were just, you know, kind of gross. But after doing a little bit of research, I don't know. I'm Maybe the the my my opinion on the pigeon is, is changing. Um, I don't know if either of you watch football or if you saw anything about the pigeons at Akershire Stadium during the uh, Steelers Tampa Bay game a couple weeks ago. I remember you sent us a photo of this, but clearly it's still on your mind. <laughs> it is very much so still on my mind. But I mean, aren't pigeons always in the stadium? I mean, it's true. Like stadiums are made of concrete. They're typically in cities. You know, there's concession stand food there. There's a lot of people. So that's pigeon <laughs> heaven. Um, but these pigeons during the Steelers game, like shot to stardom because these birds were part of the plays. Like there was Ooh. one point where Tom Brady was on the field. There's, you know, 295 pound men. 
Cam Hayward on the field, you know, getting ready to like start this play. And there's pigeons feet away (laughs) eating and unbothered, unbothered (laughs) and unfazed by these like gigantic men um, playing. Just frolicking on the field. It got, you know, it got me thinking a lot about pigeons. And it also got uh, Marianne Thomas for Trib Live thinking too, because she wrote a piece on the pigeons. Our Bigfoot contributor. Our Bigfoot contributor. episode. It's really good and very fun. I appreciate this kind of journalism because it's really fun. It's very fun read. So we'll definitely link it in our show notes. Uh, what was fun about it? What What struck you, Morgan? There was so much history about the pigeon. I find them to be burdensome. You know, I live downtown. I work downtown. Pigeons are everywhere. They're stubborn. You know, well, at least I think they are because like they don't move, you know, not even when you're giving them, I give them the gentle shoe, 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 and they don't, they don't budge. And <laughs> <laughs> why not? Well, according to the urban bird conservation coordinator for the Carnegie Museum of Natural History, which I know is a mouthful, Uh, This person has been studying the relationship between birds and the urban landscape for years. That's incredible. It's a thing. Yeah. I I mean, I guess it is truly, you know, when you look up and you constantly see birds perched on the side of buildings, I guess you do kind of wonder why. But this feels very Pittsburgh specific. I think it's very city specific, but (laughs) this is very Pittsburgh specific. My, my, you know, my my beef with the Pittsburgh pigeons is very specific. But uh, it's part of the pigeon's ability to linger just out of harm's way is due to their incredible flight strength. Wait, so I'm just curious. Do we know how fast pigeons can fly? Quote, pigeons are fast flyers with estimated flight speeds of 15 to 35 miles per hour. Trained pigeons have been clocked up to 97 miles per hour, according to the Connecticut Department of Energy and Environmental Protection. I don't know what that pigeon drank or what that pigeon ate (laughs) before (laughs) flying 95 or 97 miles per hour through the sky. But yeah. Wow. I guess pigeons are, you know, they're kind of out of work. Because of their speed, homing pigeons were used during World War One to carry important secret military messages. So, you know, they are veterans. And so maybe, you know, for the time being, they're they're out of out of work for right now. But homing <laughs> pigeons can find their home loft from a thousand miles away and fly about like 500 miles in a day. So they're actually pretty incredible animals. But it, it anyways, I should say that this whole thing like set me spiraling also into the conspiracy of why we've never seen a baby pigeon. <laughs> Are any of you I familiar with this? No, I, I can't recall a time I've seen one. I feel like I see pigeons fully formed. Like I never see exactly. a, a baby pigeon. We've never seen a baby pigeon because apparently they stay in the nest longer than most birds. Um, So by the time they do come down and come out, they look like fully formed birds. So we can't really tell them apart. You know, as a recent college graduate here, I think that's fine. Live with your parents as long as you'd like. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. And in other Pittsburgh pigeon news, there's been a lot of talk about the Penguins' new reverse retro jersey. Have any of you seen it? I have, but I I think it's funny that we're uh, talking about the Penguins again. And I realized I signed up for a sports podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It is really funny because I wouldn't consider any of us like close sports followers. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider. Uh, us talking about jerseys and <laughs> and pigeons 
necessarily on the sport beat, but you know. I know, but I love how we're taking our own angle to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, unique. I just want to preface that um, these are Adidas uh, jerseys, and I wouldn't even be mentioning this if they didn't uh, drop yay for his uh, anti-Semitism. So just yeah. throwing that out there. Yeah, Kanye West was dropped by Adidas, that what, $1.5, $1.7 billion deal. But, you know, you say stupid things and you... Hateful things. Get a stupid prize. Yeah, in return. So... Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I guess you can buy these jerseys. Um, so it's a throwback to the 1992 Robo Penguin logo, which is also fondly called the triangle or the pigeon logo. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> but instead of the white jerseys that they played in back then, it has a black background. So that's the reverse. Um, and this is a logo that I think we all probably remember from our youth, right? Do you guys remember that one? Absolutely. That logo and mullets, the mullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was so sad when that uh, when that logo went away. It was my childhood. Right. So that's why fans are feeling pretty nostalgic. I've heard people, some people, aren't as welcoming to the Robo Penguin logo, though. Right. Uh, so I was reading this piece by longtime sports reporter Rob Rossi um, in The Athletic, and he talked about how the triangle logo is sort of a signal of some of the worst moments in the franchise's history. Ouch. Also dubbed the curse. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> ominous. Yeah. So these were times like where there were crushing postseason losses and um, the 1997 defeat that sent Mario Lemieux into retirement. And oh, uh, like, let's not forget the time that the Penguins almost completely dissolved. Uh. <laughs> that also happened with this logo. So we can link to Rob's article in the show notes, but he closes out by pleading to the uniform gods to Leave your curse behind this time. <laughs> Do you like to dance? Look at beautiful art. Eat gourmet snacks. People watch. We'll mark your calendars for Friday, June 7th for one of my favorite parties in Pittsburgh. It's Mattress Factory's 25th Garden Party. The theme this year is make-believe, and it's all to celebrate and support the creatives in our community. There's going to be live music, an open bar, an art auction, and probably my favorite, the costume contest. Trust me, I will be judging yins, and so will everyone else there. Be playful, be imaginative, explore your magical realm, because this is a theme party. You want to come dressed to impress. You must be 21 and up to attend, and rest assured, every dollar raised goes directly towards supporting the museum, its art, its education, and all of its community outreach initiatives. Get your tickets now to the 25th Mattress Factory Garden Party. They are in our show notes and online at mattress.org. For those of you who are more focused on the Pens and the Steelers season over election season, I honestly cannot blame you. They're, that's a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah. But there might be a few things on the ballot that might confuse you without some context. So we're here to break it down. Um, the first of which is the Keystone Party. Uh, have any of you guys heard of it? Not at all. I've heard of them, but not a lot. My understanding is that they're super new. 
Yes, they just started in April of this year. Um, you can kind of tell when you start looking into their platform. Uh, according to an article on cityandstatepa.com, which we'll link to in the show notes, uh, their goal is to quote and quote, transcend the two-party system and appeal to voters who don't like our current government systems. I feel like every couple of years, there's always like a new party that comes out. But isn't that the goal of all parties outside of the big two? <laughs> <laughs> it seems that way. So like, what is their position? I think their main mission can be summed up in two words, government reform. Um, the biggest issue is pushing for ranked choice voting in PA, uh, which if you guys don't know, it's when you rank all of the potential candidates in order of your preference. So, you know, if someone wins over 50% of the votes, then the process ends. They've won. But say no candidate has a majority, uh, the candidate with the lowest percent of votes gets eliminated. So it becomes, you know, a smaller group of people uh, who are up for the position and his or her voters second choice the you know candidate who gets eliminated would get their second choice would get their vote so if i voted for candidate a but candidate a is is off the ballot because they're losing my second vote is for candidate b and candidate b is still on it because they're winning that's where my vote goes yes exactly it's a little bit complicated um but the idea is it's supposed to allow um, voters to indicate their personal preference better. Uh, and it kind of opens up the path for more third-party candidates, you know, again, going back to their main mission of transcending the two-party system. <laughs> I like how you said that, Elizabeth. <laughs> <laughs> transcending. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, the other major policy that they uh, base their platform around is making the PA legislature part-time. Um, their thinking is that if you make them part-time, they have less time to argue, which would make them more effective. <laughs> I don't know if I believe that. It's showing a lot of faith in politicians, to be quite honest. I already feel like they are not getting enough work done in their <laughs> in their time. Like, does it, <laughs> doesn't anyone else feel that way? I agree. So is that it? Like just ranked choice voting and part-time legislature? Pretty much. Um, they did say that they are generally in favor of limited government, then immediately backtracked that and said that there are times when government should step in and then had no clarity around mm -hmm. when those times were. Um, and, you know, in terms of like the big culture war issues like abortion and gun ownership, the party leadership says it supports self-ownership and self-defense. Those are the terms they used. Um, which in theory means they support the right to abortion access and gun ownership. But then they also immediately backtrack that statement saying that they will not draw lines on the stand regarding where candidates are on issues like that. So sort of a type of one issue party. Yeah, like their government reform is basically the only thing that defines them candidate to candidate. Um, individual candidates may have more specific positions and be more, you know, traditionally to the right, to the left, but all Keystone party candidates are for government reform. I will say this, though. A lot of the candidates running under the Keystone party formerly ran under the Libertarian Party, so they tend to be mm. kind of more on that side of the spectrum politically. Mm, that makes sense. Could any of them win? Like, any of these candidates, do they stand a chance? I mean... You never really know what could happen on election day. You know, it, we still it, it might seem like the results are a foregone conclusion. But, you know, crazy things, crazier things have happened. But yes, their chances aren't great. Um, so you're saying there's a chance? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, you heard it here first. Keystone Party takes uh, sweeps the elections. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but I mean, their chances aren't super great. But this election is still really important to the party. They have to get at least 2% of the elections vote total in at least 10 counties mm. in order for the organization to, you know, be officially recognized as a political party the next election cycle. So, you know, they got to show up this time for it to kind of work out next time. Yeah. So even if they don't win anything, they still need to impress enough voters to stick around. Exactly. It's a quirk of PA elections. If we're talking about quirks of Pennsylvania elections, let's talk about Mike Doyle. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I'm so glad you're bringing this up. For those of you who don't know, there are two Mike Doyles in Pennsylvania politics. (laughs) And one is a Republican. The other is a Democrat. Don't get it twisted. That's honestly a concern that Democrats have about this election. Former Democratic Congressman Mike Doyle has retired. And in his former district, Republican Mike Doyle (laughs) is facing off with Democrat Summer Lee. What are... The chances. Yeah. Two mics, too furious. Like, I can't get over this, but some people are definitely going to be confused and going to vote for the person that they've seen on their ballot many times before thinking that it is them. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the problem. Like, I feel like realistically, first of all, that is a, you know, that is a kind of a common name or it can mm-hmm. be a more common name. But, you know, Truly, they bank on people not knowing these things. So if <laughs> yeah. the information isn't out there, you could I could very easily, you know, if I wasn't up to date on things, you could very easily fall for thinking like, well, Mike Doyle's represented me for years. Uh, why not? Yeah. And not pay close attention to that ballot. You know, when any form of test taking, I feel like we all <laughs> freeze up in some way. <laughs> it's so true. Well, you know, speaking of getting up to date and prepped on your elections, I want to share some important reminders. Take notes. (laughs) You'll be tested on it. You will truly be tested on (laughs) November 8th. (laughs) So first, the deadline to apply for mail-in or absentee ballots is this coming Tuesday, November 1st. Those ballots must be received by Election Day on November the 8th. But if you're not mailing it, you can certainly drop it off ahead of time. Where where do people drop off their ballots? So at the county office building in downtown and starting today, they're extending their hours. There will be election staff right inside the lobby. If you've done this before, you might remember, but the right lane of Ross Street closest to the county office building will be sectioned off to allow people to easily pull over and um, enter and, you know, return their completed ballots. So uh, that's yeah. something to keep in mind. They did that last year. Right. And hours for that entrance are 8.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. today, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Saturday, and 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. on Sunday. What about those of us who aren't voting by mail? Well, if you're like me and you don't want any surprises, <laughs> there's a way that you can see your sample ballot on the Allegheny County website. We'll put a link in the show notes. All you have to do is use the drop down arrow to select your municipality and you're ready to prep. Yeah, make sure to subscribe to the newsletter for more voting prep and election coverage. Happy voting. Happy, Happy voting. voting. <laughs> That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. Our team this week includes producer Elizabeth Kama, newsletter editor Francesca DeBecco, and lead producers Mallory Falk and Megan Harris, who is officially on leave now. We're sending love to her and her growing family. We already miss her and her guidance. 
and I'm your host, Morgan Moody. Music this week is by Benji and all the kimonos. All right, we'll be back on Monday with more news from around the city, so we'll see you then. The pigeons are the poll workers. (laughs) (laughs) They'll take your ballots. They come to your car. (laughs) Well, they're smart enough. We've learned that today. (laughs) They're they're unemployed. They're part of this job force. They just, you know, unfortunately, the way it is, they just can't find work. (laughs) I don't know why I made a whole backstory for these pigeons.